0: Bluff Country Feed and Seed is your hometown feed and seed supplier. To learn more about Bluff Country, check out their website at bluffcountryfs.com.
1: It's the Wax Midwest Farm Report podcast with Joe Welke, Kristen Smith, and me, Bob Bosold.
2: On Wax 104.5, good morning to you. I'm Kristen Smith, along with...
0: Jill Welke. Good morning, Jill. Good morning. So,
2: Gary Allen was at the Central Wisconsin State Fair over in Marshfield on Friday night. Did you get a chance to make it over there?
0: I was over to Marshfield and to the fair, but I left before he came on. Oh,
2: watching airplanes was his closer of the night. Oh, you sh- you you missed it.
0: I did. Oh,
2: d- that's not good.
0: I considered it.
2: He was phenomenal. Great show, great crowd. The weather was perfect for the evening. Yeah. Yeah. That was his closing song, and if you were there, you know it. it was it was a big hit. It was a lot of fun. That's good. So what did you bring me from the Central Wisconsin State Fair?
0: I'm going to tell you that you can pick up your own. Wow. Um.
2: <laughs> you know, she did this to me at the Wisconsin State Fair, and I thought, you know, maybe Central Wisconsin State Fair, she's got to drive through Nilsville to get there. Oh, no, she... Wow.
0: No, I avoid Nilesville. <laughs> yeah,
2: I see that. <laughs> There's a reason, because you didn't get me anything. But it was a good time. We had that going on this weekend and the Loyal Corn Festival. Did you make it to that?
0: No. It was raining. I stayed wow. home. Wow. Did you go? Yes. How many corns did you eat?
2: I actually don't eat a lot of corn to be honest. But I go for the experience. A lot of fun. Get to see people. Go to watch the kids grab candy. Always fun.
0: Well that's good.
2: Yes. They got too much. They don't need that much.
0: <laughs> well they don't eat it all. Don't you get in on it? Well that's the point. It doesn't really matter. We don't You're talk kinda...
2: about the candy I eat. We all know I like sweets. <laughs> that's, not a, that's not a hidden factor. <laughs> <laughs> but it was, you know, the weather was kind of a downer this weekend. But otherwise, it was fun-filled, a lot of stuff going on. And what else did you do? I mean, you didn't go to the cornfest, you, you didn't go to the Gary Allen show. What else did you do?
0: Well, I did some uh, canning. I did canning. some... I canned some peaches and I made some pickles.
2: And you said before, before we got on air, that you fenced.
0: Oh yeah, I fenced. So now I, an, like, I love fencing so much.
2: So do you put on the white garb, the mask, and the little sword and go Angarde? And then
0: no, <laughs> I'm so fast, I don't need the white mask. Oh wow. <laughs> so do
2: we need to get a glove in here? Challenge you to a
0: duel? <laughs> no, I use a, I use a hammer axe. So oh, you might want to be a little bit so careful. So an
2: actual fencing like <laughs> yeah. barbed wire and post pounding and uh, yes.
0: Ah. Yes, I have some naughty little beef calves that seem to think they need to get out. So. Well,
2: that happens. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are looking at a fun day. It looks like it's going to be a beautiful day. We're going to be sunny and breezy. And we did get some rain this morning up north in the Medford. They really got kind of hit, it looked like, on the radar. Medford, Abbotsford area, and up north that way. They got some rain this morning. Heading over to Wasatch should be through there pretty quick. But otherwise, sunny and breezy today.
3: The first voice of agriculture in Wisconsin for over 35 years. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, it's a Monday morning. We're two minutes before the 5 o'clock hour. And what a great weekend. I found out something new about Jill. She fences, but apparently it's not the cool fencing. It's like work fencing. Did you eat anything good at the Marshfield Fair?
0: I had batter fried cheese curds. Mm -hmm. I had... um, Corn chips with the pork and the macaroni and cheese on it. That, Ooh, that was, how was that. That was good.
2: Did you try any of the exotic meats that they were selling?
0: No. Oh, Did I you? didn't either.
2: They some one of our friends was eating kangaroo and camel, and I'm like, that's not for me <laughs> right now. Well, we're definitely not talking about kangaroo and camel meat, but right now we got garth brooks right now. I love mama on wax. And it is that time of the morning to check in with some national news. This is 104.5 FM, WAXX Eau Claire. Let's head over to the newsroom and check in with some national news.
4: NBC News Radio, I'm Mark Mayfield. Three people are dead, including the suspected shooter after a grocery store attack in central Oregon. Police say they responded to reports of an active shooter at a shopping center in the town of Bend, three hours southeast of Portland, on Sunday night. The shooter reportedly entered a safeway and shot one person at the entrance, then moved further into the store and shot and killed a second victim. Police found the apparent shooter, a man yet to be identified, dead inside the store. Democratic National Committee Senior Advisor Cedric Richmond says President Biden's comments on the Make America Great Again philosophy were appropriate. He's drawn a comparison to a party that wants to unite us, a party that's worried about families and what they're dealing with, and a party that's still litigating the 2020 election. Appearing on Fox News Sunday, Richmond defended Biden's description of the philosophy at the heart of former President Trump's campaign as being like semi-fascism. However, the former congressman also stressed that Biden worked across the aisle all the time, often to the point of criticism. A new poll shows strong GOP support for a 2024 Trump presidential bid. Julie Ryan has details.
0: The USA Today Ipsos survey found nearly 60% of likely Republican voters think the former president should get the GOP nod. By contrast, only 44% of the Democrats polled think President Biden should be their party's nominee in 2024. 56% say another candidate would be best. Pollsters also noted 82% of Republicans surveyed believe Trump can win back the White House.
4: I'm Julie Ryan. And NASA is in final preparation for the test launch of its Artemis One mission. The first test of the Deep Space Exploration System is scheduled for this morning at 8.33 a.m. Eastern, weather permitting, from Launch Pad 39B at the Kennedy Space Center on Merritt Island. NASA says the Artemis One consists of the Orion spacecraft, which for this first test launch will be unmanned, although three mannequins will be on board. You're listening to the latest
3: from NBC News Radio. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: Well, it's going to be a beautiful day today now that that rain went through up in the northern area. We're going to have a sunny and breezy day today, high of 79. Tonight is going to be mostly clear in 58. Tomorrow, sunny in 78 degrees. Tomorrow night's going to be clear in 57. Wednesday, they're saying all sunshine, just like Joe. And Wednesday night, mostly clear and 55 degrees. Right now, we're at 74 in the Eau Claire, Chippewa Falls, Menominee area. Medford's at 70, as well as Marshfield. La Crosse is nice and toasty this morning, 75 degrees. Green Bay's at 71. Rice Lake is at 67. Wausau's at 69. Madison and Milwaukee, both at 72 degrees. You know, Jill, I think this is going to be our last nice week that we have here. I mean, that's, I'm hoping not, but I'm kind of getting the feeling that, this is the end of summer. I mean, school's going back. Some are already back. Some are starting this week. What are your thoughts?
0: I'm afraid that we are getting down to the last week of summer. I was going to say you're afraid. I'm very afraid. <laughs> I am very afraid. <laughs> now, I love summer, and mm-hmm. I I like this is the first time in 26 years that I'm not getting uh, one of my kids or myself to get ready to go back to school.
2: Oh, rub it in! I got two to gotta get ready this week. Well, it'll time will come.
0: <laughs> time will come.
2: That's what they say. It flies fast.
0: But uh, just being out there, and I think I'm gonna try to sneak out with the boat a couple more times. Mm-hmm. And only thing is, I gotta buy an anchor.
2: <laughs> what did you do to your anchor?
0: The the lake ate my other anchor. The lake ate it. The lake ate it. You, did
2: you tie it off to the boat?
0: <laughs> I did. It got caught underneath a big old tree, and I pulled and pulled, and I even went from different directions, and I finally gave in and cut the rope. No oh boy. So. So there's no more anchor. No. Well, I have one anchor. I just <laughs> need another one. So do you need a better rope? Ah uh, no, I just need a new anchor because that it's down the bottom of the lake, and so I. So you lost
2: your rope too?
0: Well, yeah, I had to cut oh, it off. oh My gosh. Well, it was either that or else I was going to lose the whole boat. I wasn't so do you have the-
2: paddles with your boat, too, just in case if you lose the motor now?
0: <laughs> I do have paddles, <laughs> but I had the motor redone last summer, so it's good to go. And it's
2: bolted onto the boat.
0: It, yeah, and it's <laughs> never come off. I have to
2: pick on you a little bit. You lost your anchor, you're going to lose
0: your motor, next. No, no, no. It's 80 horsepower uh, Mercury, so I don't think I'm going to be picking that puppy off the bottom of the lake.
2: Very nice. If well. that
0: falls off, we're, <laughs> we're going to paddle.
2: <laughs> well, we got some news coming up here in just a little bit. We'll be touching base on the sea of Wisconsin. What do you think of it when you hear Wisconsin?
3: For those who work in Acres... Not an hour. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report. All
2: right, a little bit of news for you this morning. And Jill, when you think of Wisconsin, your first thought is we're the cheese state. But believe it or not, that's not what we're all known for.
0: We're known for another commodity, and that's ginseng. Wisconsin is the number one producer of ginseng in the nation. And across the globe, Wisconsin ginseng is known as the top quality stuff. Ginseng produced in Wisconsin accounts for more than 90% of all ginseng produced in the United States. And Marathon County is the top ginseng-growing county in our state, producing about 95% of Wisconsin's annual crop. The last week of September is when the ginseng harvest can begin, but the majority of that industry starts harvest in October.
2: And another commodity that we're also known for here in Wisconsin is cranberries. Wisconsin is the nation's leading producer of cranberries, harvesting more than 60% of the country's crops. Cranberries are grown on over 21,000 acres across 20 counties in the state. The sanded peat marshes in central and northern Wisconsin create the perfect growing conditions for the cranberries. And the Little Red Berry, which is Wisconsin's official state fruit, is the state's number one fruit crop, both in size and economic value. It's interesting stuff.
0: It is interesting stuff. And boy, have you ever been on a cranberry bog when they've harvested?
2: I have not. I go down to Warren's Cranfest every year and every year I say I'm going to get there and I never do. I'm too busy shopping.
0: Well, I I have. I went with as a set chaperone for 4th grade and the teachers actually even put on the big boots and mm-hmm. walked out in amongst it and it is so it's really a gorgeous crop to harvest. Yeah. But they pushed it into the in the circle so it could be all Pulled out and made into juices and whatever else you make with cranberries.
2: Yeah. So we know what the state mascot is. We got the Wisconsin Badgers or the Cheeseheads. And our state fruit is cranberries with our state vegetable.
0: I would imagine sweet corn. Well, I sure hope so.
2: I don't know. I was hoping you would know. (laughs) We'll have to look into that. That's a job for you for tomorrow. Question Bob. See if he knows. I will do that. All right. Well, we got morning markets. Those are coming up next. And those markets will be brought to you by...
5: Farm markets are brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance.
6: Rural Mutual Insurance. Keeping
4: Wisconsin strong. Get insurance from a company who knows Wisconsin and cares about your community.
7: You may know Rural Mutual Insurance as the number one farm insurer, but did you know they also offer competitive home and auto rates? Visit RuralMutual.com to learn more about products and discounts.
3: Rural Mutual
6: Insurance, keeping Wisconsin strong.
3: The crack of dawn never sounded so good. Wax one hundred four point five, and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And the morning markets this morning will be brought to you by Rural Mutual Insurance. And Jill lead us off. What's going on with the markets?
3: Our
0: cash fed, our cash livestock is choice fed steers are one forty to half, with mixed at one twenty five to one thirty nine choice fed. Beef heifers are 135 to 149 and a with mixed at 110 to 134. Choice fed Holstein steers are 131 to 140 with select and silage fed 110 to 130. Cows are 70 to a dollar. Bulls are 99 to 116. Butcher hogs are 85 to 109 with sows at 66 to 72 and a Boars are 15 to 26 and a New crop market lambs are 95 to 127. Feeder lambs are 110 to $2. Ewes are 65 to 105. Small goats are 30 to $125. Medium goats are seventy five to two hundred sixty five dollars. Large goats are seventy five to five hundred thirty dollars. And nanny goats are twenty five to three hundred and fifteen dollars.
2: Thank you, Jill. And looking at the mercantile exchange, we've got live cattle for August is at one forty eighty. That's down thirty. October's at one forty three oh five down sixty. December's at one forty nine ten down eighty. Feeder cattle for September's at one eighty-two twenty down two oh five. October's down two twelve and to one hundred eighty-three forty. November's at 18517 down a dollar 90. Lean hogs for October's at 9065 that's down 45 cents. December's at 8295 that's up 32 and February's at 8647 up 55 cents. And looking at the Chicago Board of Trade, we've got December corn up 6 cents to 671. Your December oats up 12 to 414. November beans down 15 cents to 1446. October soybean meal down $1.30 to $4.32.80 a ton. December wheat down a nickel at $7.99. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up 2 cents to $1.88 and a quarter. Your blocks are down 2 to $1.74. Your AA grade butter, great news from Friday, up 4 and 3 quarter cent to 308 and a quarter. And looking at those class 3 futures for August, some good news there. Up 2 to 2013 for August. September up 23 cents to 2024. October up 40 cents to 2076. November's up 31 cents to 2162. December's up 37 cents to 2165. And then the markets continued upward double digits through November of 2023. 17 minutes after 5 o'clock this morning. And some news for you. There's still some time to respond to the USDA's Conservation Practice Adoption Motivation Survey. USDA's National Agricultural Statistics Service, or NAS, will continue collecting responses to the Conservation Practice Adoption Motivation Survey over the coming weeks. In late May, NAS mailed the survey to 551 Wisconsin farmers and ranchers. This new survey is aimed at better understanding conservation practice adoption and the role of technical and financial assistance. Survey recipients may respond securely online, by phone, or by mail. A representative from NAS may call producers to set up an interview to assist in the completion of the questionnaire. So if you get a phone call, you now know what what it's about and what they're asking. We're going to be hearing from Dean Gallenberg from the University of Wisconsin River Falls. I guess... He's going to be taking on a new role. We'll be hearing from Boesold coming up in just
3: a
1: little
2: bit.
3: Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
1: As of October 1st, there will be an interim dean of the College of Agriculture, Food, and Environmental Sciences at the University of Wisconsin-River Falls. That's because Dean Dale Gollenberg is retiring after 16 years of leading the college. In a recent conversation with Dean Gollenberg, We asked him about the legacy he leaves and the fact that he's leaving the college in a better place. Well, I'd I'd like to think
8: so, Bob. I mean, I came in part because the college, the university was a, a place with reputation. And yet, potential for the future. I think we've recognized some of that potential. We've made some progress. Uh, we've, we've not won every battle or, you know, scored high on every test, so to speak. But I think we've done some very good things. And for the future, there's there's a lot of good work yet to be done. And so the next new person coming in, um, there's a lot of potential there. And, and I look forward to continued growth of this
1: college. As we get into the fall semester now, what What is the timetable of your leaving and uh, the next person coming in to sit in your chair? So uh,
8: formally on October 1, I'll be stepping down as as dean. Uh, I'll be around for the following three months, October, November, December, but on leave. So October 1, there will be an interim dean uh, moving into this role. The university is fast-tracking the hiring process with the hope, sometime soon after the first of uh, the new uh, calendar year, so January 1, sometime soon after that, the permanent dean is is hired. So um, hopefully within six months, there will be a new permanent dean of cafes.
1: And during your tenure, you realize what... Wisconsin agriculture and the strength of the University of Wisconsin, River Falls, College of Agriculture, Food and Environmental Science is all about, and with a dairy emphasis. You've got uh, dairy plans, uh, new buildings, new facilities. You've got a lot of dairy research going on in collaboration with some other campuses, other industries, and that will continue. And, but it grew significantly during your tenure.
8: Well, it, it did. So when I came in 2006, uh, soon after I arrived, the funding for our Dairy Learning Center out at Man Valley Farm was approved. So in the fall of 2007, we built that new facility. We moved our dairy herd out to Man Valley. Uh, the, the herd grew. Uh, certainly, uh, much of what we focused on could be categorized under dairy broadly defined Um, We're we're in the midst still of renovating our dairy pilot plant. Um, The Dairy Innovation Hub, uh, uh, three years in in running now, a significant infusion of funding to UW-River Falls. But but that's another example of dairy broadly defined it it's it's really not about dairy production but how to be more efficient, how to be good stewards of land and water resources, how to build farm businesses and and uh, uh, communities, and lastly a focus on human health and uh, livestock health and and welfare so Dairy broadly defined, you know, it, it, it's been a good 16 years of, of opportunity, and I think we've realized some of those opportunities.
1: And here at uh, UW-River Falls, for years, while you had so many dairy science students, you couldn't really have a, a major, a dairy science major because of, well, let's say, politics within the university system. But that's changed, and uh, that has made a difference. And faculty size, facilities, students...
8: So, so prior to my arrival, actually, the, the dairy science program formally became a separate major uh, outside of the animal science program where it had previously been an option. And in part because we have a separate program, separate major in dairy science, certain things are easier to get done. Uh, UW-River Falls is recognized for its dairy science program with certainly aids in securing funding for things like the dairy pilot plant, uh, other renovations through the college, and certainly the Dairy Innovation Hub. Uh, When when the policymakers looked at who can provide answers to questions in the dairy industry, River Falls was right there with UW-Madison and UW-Platteville as the places where dairy science is an emphasis.
1: And as you look over the uh, years since you've been here, you've added programs, you've added staff. Uh, I mean, we didn't have engineering here, ag engineering here before, but you have to be proud of the way you've uh, expanded this ag campus, both the... physical plants and with the majors uh,
8: that that's one of the things that, if you ask me what what am i happy about it's been that we've been flexible and and responsive we we think so uh, as a campus we've added two programs in engineering agricultural engineering and more recently environmental engineering those are the first true engineering programs on our on our campus uh Dairy science. We've certainly had some some renovations there and some, some affiliated work. But um, within the animal science program, one of the things we we decided quite a number of years ago is there was growing interest in non food areas of, of agriculture. So we chose to devote resources more resources to our equine program as an example we also and, uh, added a companion animal uh, option in our animal science problem uh, program in part because of interest in students for that specific major but also our pre-vet students which increasingly uh, companion animals uh, were an interest and then uh, uh, most recently, the new program addition is International Food Operations Management, uh, a dual-degree program we have in partnership with uh, an institution very similar to us in the Netherlands. So, um,
1: Now, what's that all about? What is the study and why do we need the Netherlands involved in this?
8: Well, so we were actually approached by them uh, in terms of our interest in being a North American partner with them to provide experience for students in the area of international food business. And what we're bringing to the table specifically is food processing, uh, technology, and, and expertise that they lack on their campus. But by design... The focus is on international uh, processing, marketing, movement of food. And so our students will have a full year of study in the Netherlands. The Dutch students will have a full year of study here on our campus. Students will receive degrees from both institutions, so they will receive two degrees, and included in that will be that year of international study, a focus on international operations management, we think employers are looking for more and more international experience, and uh, graduates from this program will bring that to the, to the table.
1: And as your time as dean, you've had to you know, try and expand, which you have done, the programs here and the opportunities for students at UW-River Falls in a time of, let's face it, legislature hasn't funded education in Wisconsin the way they did years ago. In other words, you've had to try and do more with less dollars, you have to be proud of what you've been able to do, add faculty, add facilities, add students. Well, so so I'd
8: like to think what we've done is helped tell the message that was there waiting to be told. And outside the institution, that is... the the importance of agriculture to the state, uh, what the industry means, uh, dairy and other industries in the state, and what graduates of UW-River Falls can bring to that that industry. Internally, it's been the message of growth. As enrollment has grown, uh, the institution has further invested in us. Uh, I would be honest in saying I don't think they've invested enough but to give credit where credit's due, the institution has made choices about where they put resources, faculty lines, S&E, and and so on. So institutionally, we've made some choices. At at the state level, you know, we've we've been creative in some sense in in what we do with the funding we receive. Certainly, again, credit where credit's due. The Dairy Innovation Hub was a, a significant increase in resources for us, but uh, it's not always about trying to get more to do more. It's trying to do more with the same. And, and that revolves around flexibility and, and creativity while still being accountable for the funding that we do, do receive.
2: And again, that's Dean Dale Gollenberg with University of Wisconsin-River Falls. You know, he's been there quite
0: a while. 16 years wow
2: 16 years well we wish him the best of luck in his retirement i mean i kind of wish i could retire but at the same time i don't know what i would do with my free time
0: yeah you'd be be a little bit out there
2: what do you mean i I gotta be out there
0: i don't know what i'd ever do with my retirement either so i don't think i'll ever retire what do you
2: think bosold would do with his retirement
0: he'd probably go on vacation more
2: I don't know. I think he's kind of a homebody. His dandelions would kind of take
0: over, I think, if he stayed home too much. I, you know, I did send him an article one time about the benefits of dandelions. I know. And I'm not <laughs> sure he was overly thrilled about it. But, <laughs> he doesn't yeah. like how they
2: look. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's 529, almost 530 on this Monday morning. We've got to get to some markets. We'll have premier livestock. They'll be coming in next.
3: Feeding information to the folks who feed you. Wax one hundred four point five and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: And it's five thirty. It's time to check in with Rocky Olson over at Premier Livestock. Good morning, Rocky.
9: Good morning.
2: So we've had kind of a rainy weekend, but I heard Friday at your sale was amazing. Tell me what's had, going on.
10: Yeah, we had beautiful weather. Uh, thank you, Kristen. Uh, good morning, everyone. This uh, last week's market shaped up. Uh, we sold. Uh, Right at twenty eight hundred, had a livestock uh, markets were steady. High choice and prime Holstein steers one thirty one to one forty three. Choice beef steers and heifers one thirty seven to one forty eight. Uh, market cows traded steady. High yielding cows from eighty eight all the way up to a dollar two. Most cows seventy two to eighty seven. Market bulls high yielding ninety nine to one eighteen with the lower yielding bulls ninety eight and down. Uh, organic market cows sold every Monday. Higher yielding cows from ninety to a dollar thirteen. Lower yielding and lightweight eighty nine and down. Newborn Holstein bull calves, uh, market pretty steady there, mostly from 75 to 160 per head. Beef calves, 150 to 390. Holstein heifer calves, 10 to 60. Uh, Dairy cattle auction held here last week. We sold over 600 head of dairy cattle. We had our special heifer sale Tuesday. Uh, Dairy cow auction on Wednesday. Top cow is 2750. Top spring and heifer, 2050. Machinery auction Friday, we had a big turnout Uh, between online and the in-person crowd. We had over 1,000 buyers on hand. Thank you uh, next machinery auction will be in October uh, this week uh, Wednesday we do have our dairy cattle auction complete herd dispersal of uh, 60 Holstein parlor freestyle cows several reputation loads of fancy fresh cows including some fancy groups two of them uh, some registered two year old jerseys two groups of those fancy registered jerseys uh, we have some pro cross uh, lots more full details on our website at premierlivestockandauctions.com certainly give us a call anytime with your questions one uh, 716- 715 Just do mention, too, we have several big dispersals of uh, parlor-free stall cows. If you're looking, give us a call. Uh, lots of herds from 150 to 350 uh, out there for sale. And uh, like I said, any questions, call us seven one five two two nine twenty five hundred. and that's the way it shaped up, Kristen.
2: Sounds good. And, you know, that sale on Friday, I heard that the road was pretty well packed.
10: Yeah. No, it was uh, it was a good day. That's for sure.
2: Wow, you had great weather for it. How did the sale go? Like, did you get rid of a lot of equipment? Most of it's gone.
10: Oh yeah, yeah. Well, it don't leave that fast, but yeah. <laughs> we well, got good. it. Yep. So give give it give us about a week. Give us about a week here, and you can start bringing equipment for the next one.
2: Excellent. Sounds good. We'll keep us posted on that, and we'll catch you later on this week. Thank you. All right, there he goes, Rocky Olson, over at Premier Livestock. We've got weather, news, markets, a whole bunch of stuff, and the weather this
1: morning will be brought to you by... Our weather, brought to you by Chippewa Valley Bean of Menominee. Chippewa Valley Bean, the world's largest kidney bean processor, based right here in Menominee, Wisconsin, wishes all the great Wisconsin farmers a productive and successful end to our 2022 growing season. With harvest just around the corner, it's the perfect time to be looking ahead to next year's rotation, which could include kidney beans. Kidney beans are competitively priced and highly profitable, making them a great addition to your rotation. Call Ben at 715-664-8342 or visit them at cvbean.com to see if growing kidney beans is right for you. Keeping
3: it Rural. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: It's time this morning to check in with some weather, see what's going on. Let's head over to our Skywarn 13 meteorologist Mike Dandrea and see what's all happening.
5: Good morning, Mike. Good morning, Kristen. How are you?
2: I am fabulous. How are you?
5: I am phenomenal.
2: I'm kind of disappointed, though, Mike.
5: Oh, what are you disappointed in?
2: You didn't have a backup umbrella for Bob Gallagher this weekend. He got drenched at his daughter's soccer game.
5: Well, he didn't ask.
2: Well, you're just supposed <laughs> to anticipate this. <laughs>
5: All right, fine. I'll, I'll have to give him one next time. I,
2: I mean, I'm going to Warren's Cranfest at the end of September. They have some really cool ones, but they're kind of flowery, but I can
5: see what I could do. Oh, yeah. Well, Bob with the flowery umbrella, I think that would be a good look. <laughs> I
2: could see you out there, too. <laughs> oh
5: Well, yeah, I would be sporting one of those.
2: <laughs> oh, well, you know what? We had a great weekend. It was a little rainy, and this morning there was some lightning on the way in up north. I guess catch us up. What's going on in the forecast and what's happened?
5: Yeah, those crops that were a little thirsty, of course, we are coming up on harvest. This time, uh, they got a little bit of that moisture that they needed. But now we're kick-starting a more dry pattern. We still have a couple clouds hanging out today, but we could see uh, some breezy conditions. Mostly sunny going into the afternoon, though, with temperatures around the 80-degree mark. Some of those winds could gust upwards of 20 to 25 miles per hour. Tonight, partly cloudy, upper 50s for our lows. Tomorrow, again, winds more out of the north and out of the northwest. Still breezy. Again, we could see winds 25 to even 30 miles per hour at times. Still mostly sunny, upper 70s, and then clear conditions tomorrow night. Upper mid to upper 50s for our lows, more sunshine on Wednesday. You get the picture here, upper 70s and low 80s going into Thursday as well. Now, Friday, still a good bit of sunshine. We are starting to warm up a little bit, though, into the uh, low to mid 80s for our highs. And then going into Labor Day weekend, things will be a little bit more comfortable into the upper 70s for our highs and some low 80s, still with a good bit of sunshine. But at the moment, we are starting off very muggy. If you're not a fan of the humidity, no worries, though, because we'll see that drop temperature of 71 degrees right now and a dew point of 68
2: so is this normal for this time of year to have the 70 80 degree days
5: uh well actually our average high is 78 in eau claire oh. uh for today so right around where we should be
2: okay what is your anticipation are we is this going to be our the last nice week or are we looking at a beautiful september well there's some
5: uh climate forecast models that are showing that we'll have a, actually a little bit of a warm start to september as well so oh. uh Yeah, you know, I'm a huge fan of fall. I'm okay with the warmer temperatures as long as there's not that, like, July-August sort of humidity.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah, and we don't need the bees either. They're nasty right now.
5: Yeah, especially, I I actually looked up why they seem to be more aggressive in the fall, and that's because, A, there's more of them, and, B, once you get those cold nights, they start to get a little bit hangry, we'll say, (laughs) and uh, become more aggressive. So, uh yeah, I, I just looked that up recently.
2: I, I actually told my kids, I think it's because they're on their death flight. You know, oh. like they know that the end is coming, that, you know, you know, if they're the drones, they're going to get kicked out for the winter. And then the worker bees who don't do their job, they're out and they're just going to die. So they're like,
5: the end is nigh. <laughs> the
2: end is nigh. It's coming. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, that, that's another way to look at it.
5: Yeah, it's uh, maybe a, a more positive way, sort of. <laughs>
2: the death flight. Yeah. That's so positive. <laughs> all right mike well thanks so much for the update and i look and i want to put in an order for the last week full week of september warren's cranfest weekend we need nice weather
5: i'll see what i could do for all you all
2: right thanks so much
5: no problem have a good one there
2: he goes that's our skywarn 13 meteorologist mike dandrea this morning yeah i think i'm liking this forecast jill how about you
0: i am very much so
2: you're gonna go fishing uh, you bet once you buy an anchor
0: once i buy an anchor. care <laughs>
2: <laughs> hopefully the bees won't be on their death flight out by you
0: now, it's been pretty quiet out on the lake. So Yeah.
2: And, you know, actually, you and I were talking before, too. We, we're we actually going to jump outside here, what, at 7.30 this morning, 7.33. If you get a chance, we got to keep our eye on the skies.
0: At 7.33, they're supposed to send up their new rocket. The Artemis. Okay. I'm glad you said it because <laughs> I looked at it and I was like, oh.
2: Yeah, the Artemis. <clears throat> NASA's going to launch that at 7.33 our time, which is like 8.30 Eastern time. So,
0: right. And Ooh. I I hopefully if we look to the south we'll be able to see something. I hope so. I was actually in Florida when they sent one up Ooh, which many one? years ago. I don't remember. Oh. That was a long time ago. Right away. <laughs> but I, it was it was cool to be that close to it when it went oh, up. Because yeah. you could see the whole the whole trail of it and see it get right up into the sky.
2: Yeah. Well if you're driving though, keep your eyes on the road, not on the skies. Absolutely. Just as an FYI. Well, we've got to check in with some more news this morning. We're going to head over to Morgan
11: McCarthy in the newsroom. Good morning, Morgan. Catch us up. What's going on this morning with the news? good morning well here's what we're learning today coming out of that weekend and plugging into a new week we start with a death investigation underway in st croix county police in new richmond found a 48 year old dead at home early saturday morning as officers say he was suffering from multiple wounds but they're not offering many other specifics a suspect who is not being named is being held in the st croix county jail ahead of formal charges stretching the lens to another part of our state a professional skydiver is dead after police say he took the wrong angle on a hard landing yesterday it happened about 11:30. 30 a next to Skydive Midwest in the village of Yorkville. Racine County Sheriff says fellow skydivers pulled the man out of the water but couldn't revive him. He's from Tennessee and was in town for the U.S. Parachute Association National Championships, which are set to open on Saturday. Looking into some other headlines, we're going to look and take a quick peek at that political stage as we start the week, and that shows that Republicans on the legislature's budget panel may soon have a final version of a plan to spend part of an opioid lawsuit settlement. Joint Finance Committee co-chair Representative Mark Bourne indicated that on WQOW's Capital City Sunday. Maybe you saw him saying this.
9: We're working on it right now and I'm hopeful that in the next couple of weeks we'll have a finalized plan and uh, certainly we'll uh, properly notice a committee meeting when we do and talk about the plan in great detail at that time and uh, look forward to to that opportunity in the near
11: future budget committee republicans didn't approve a plan submitted by the state department of health services but also didn't specify what they objected to now last week several democrats urged the release of six million dollars from the settlement to cover things like narcan and fentanyl test strips looking into other headlines winter gas can now be sold in wisconsin that's because of a refinery fire in indiana let's connect those dots right well the epa issued a waiver for four midwestern states including wisconsin following last week's fire at a refinery in indiana now that Fire knocked the plant offline. So, what that does is the EPA's move allows refineries to make winter blend gas, which is easier to make in order to keep up with demand. Gas buddy says there may be some price increases because of the fire, but no guesses to how much that price may change. I'm talking about bats and not the kind in a superhero cape like Batman, but instead, public health managers in Eau Claire are warning people that they've gotten a few calls about bats in homes and they just want to remind people about rabies and some of those concerns. Bats are one of the biggest spreaders of rabies here in our. State. You can always find more info online, 715newsroom.com. And when mom comes to visit, you likely uh, make up a nice bed for her, maybe even give her your own. Not Elon Musk. His mother, May, says uh, she has a different place when she visits her son's Texas home. Where are they putting mama Trey
3: She says that despite her son being the world's richest man, when she visits him in Texas, she has to sleep in the garage due to a lack of space. She told the New York Times, Elon can't have a fancy- house near a rocket site. After Elon told the public in April he didn't own a home and was staying at friends' houses, he found a primary residence close to his company's Texas location. I'm Trey Thomas.
11: And if you have a mom like mine, that would not fly, am I right? Speaking of things that won't fly, we'll see what Alex tries to get away with this morning just after six with the Wax Morning Show. And we headed away from the garage and back to the barn with Kristen, Jill, and the Midwest Farm Show right here on Wax 104.5.
2: I do not think I would ever put my mother up in the
0: garage. I know I wouldn't.
2: Richest man in the world, and you can't afford something for
0: your mother? I would think that he should just buy her a whole new house to live in.
2: Well, at least something close by so he can have something for her. You know, she can visit and stuff, but, oh, my son? Uh Uh-uh, that ain't (laughs) flying. I'm teaching him right from the (laughs) get-go. He's going to take care of me in my retirement years, and he should be doing the same with his mother.
0: Well, I don't know that my kids will take care of me. I think they're just going to find me a nice home. I just hope it's nice. Did
2: they pick one out for you yet?
0: (laughs) I'm not that old. I got a lot left to go yet. But I mean,
2: could you imagine visiting your kid and they say, well, Mom, you know, we love you, but here's the garage. (laughs) What would you say? I mean, does she have a cot?
0: Well, I don't know. Well, it depends on the garage, though. Maybe the garage is nicer than the house. Oh, that could be. But, you know, if if there's only a cot out there and concrete floor or five-gallon bucket yeah Ooh, gross. <laughs> So oh, gross Oh come
2: on we're farm kids we know how that happens
0: <laughs> so gross
2: <laughs> i just oh i heard that and i'm like how can you not put your mother in the house
0: i thought maybe he had rented a motel for her or, or something have a wing so off of his can. house
2: or something nicer
0: yeah better than the garage
2: maybe it's heated has carpet floors and
0: i don't know yeah, red- they're in texas do they need to heat the garage
2: i don't know i don't know anything about texas
0: it's, ah texas is warmer than here
2: well i know that much but you never know i mean may, but in florida when it's like like 30 degrees down there they're like freezing cold and all of us wisconsinites i go down there to visit they were like woohoo wear <laughs> t-shirt
0: <laughs> i did laugh when they had a when well, i was down to 40s and 50s they were telling the students to dress in layers down yes! in florida uh,
2: that's what i mean
0: and i'm like layers isn't that <laughs> like t-shirt weather
2: <laughs> exactly <sighs> oh yeah speaking of the weather you gotta love it hey we had a good weather report though this is going to be a beautiful week and speaking of beautiful we need to get to more morning markets we'll have the equity El tuna barn coming in next
3: wax 104.5 and the midwest farm report all
2: right jim Lindsay is joining us now with the equity El tuna barn and jim catch us up what's going on with the markets
6: Choice beef steers and heifers, $1.25 to $1.47. Choice dairy cross steers and heifers, $1.18 to $1.45. High yielding choice and prime Holstein steers, $1.33 to $1.43. Choice Holstein steers, $1.18 to $1.32. Select underfinished heavyweight oversized steers and heifers, $1.17 and down. Top 20% of the cold cows sold from 80 to 90. We had a top of 92.5. 60% of the cows sold from 62 to 79. The bottom 20% of the cows sold from 61 and down. We do sell organic cattle on Tuesdays at the Altoona Market. Please have all cattle and appropriate paperwork to the barn by eleven AM the day of sale. All feeder sales are live on Cattle USA. If you have any questions about how to register as a bidder on Cattle USA or to consign cattle to upcoming sale, feel free to give us a call at 715-835-3104 to check out our early consignments. Go to the equity livestock. Market assignment page and click on the Altoona market. This has been Jim Lindsay reporting from Equity Livestock in Altoona. Have a great day.
2: Thanks, Jim. You too. And now we're going to head over to the Stratford Equity Barn and check in with Jerry Fitzgerald. Good morning, Jerry.
7: Well, Kristen, a very good morning to you and Jill. And, uh, well, we're winding down August here. And, uh, of course, uh, September starts uh, later on this week. And along with that, as we were, I was thinking this morning, the grandkids are going back to school along with all the other kids. So... Uh, before we do anything else this morning, folks, uh, whoever's listening, there's going to be buses on the road, so be careful. It's uh, a busy season in agriculture, and I think a lot of the kids are starting. Uh, I know some of them this through uh, well, certain days this week, but I think uh, Thursday a lot of them are starting, so when are your children starting?
2: They start on Thursday as well.
7: Oh, okay, okay. So, well, just be there because uh, all the other stuff that's on the road, the buses, too, and then, of course, we've got uh, numerous road construction projects uh, wherever you go. So just got to be careful and drive careful. Very
2: good. Well, Jerry, catch us up. What all happened at the Stratford Equity Barn for Markets?
7: Well, we'll just give an update to the folks of what's going to happen this week here at Stratford. Uh, uh, last week, everything looked pretty steady on the market, so we'll we'll just get right into what the sales schedule is going to be this week here at Equity Stratford, a full marketing week on tap, and we do get started right away this morning uh, on the uh, 29th of August. Already, we sell market cattle, market uh, conventional market cattle on Monday, along with fed cattle and and the bulls market bulls baby calves. Uh, last week, we sold nearly 700 baby calves on Monday, and we'll be selling those today at 11:30. Finish up with the market cattle this afternoon. Tomorrow, Tuesday, we get started at ten o'clock with the hay auction. Uh, and as part of that hay auction, we do have a consignment already of large squares of clover, alfalfa, uh, orchard grass, mixed hay uh, that will be first crop. And that will, again will be at uh, ten o'clock tomorrow. At eleven o'clock tomorrow will be the uh, market auction. We start tomorrow on Tuesday with organic market cattle, and we sell organic market cattle here at equities Stratford every Tuesday at eleven o'clock. And we'll follow those with the conventional market cattle. Our winter- Wednesday auction does start at 10 o'clock. Full marketing day on Wednesday. We do feature fed cattle on Wednesday, along with feeder cattle as part of that feeder sale on Wednesday. We do have a consignment, some started Holsteins. Uh, They're going to obviously be off milk. They're going to weigh in that three to five range. So that's just some of the early consignments for our feeder sale. Our Thursday auction does start at 11. Uh, Full marketing day on Thursday with market cattle and baby calves. So a full marketing week this week. Stratford, of course, one week from today will be Labor Day. Uh, Equity Stratford will be closed on next Monday due to Labor Day. So uh, keep your marketing uh, needs in line with that and keep that in mind. So, Kristen, where has August gone here?
2: I know. It was here and now it's gone and the fall season is upon us.
7: Yeah, well, still a lot of stuff to do though, and I know, uh, uh, some areas got a lot of rain over the weekend, so probably gonna set back combining, but a lot of combining done. Some folks are, some folks are thinking about fourth crop already, so, well, we're not done yet, we got a lot of stuff to do, and I know you ladies have stuff to do this morning yet, so we'll let you go, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning, give an update on how the markets are shaping up today.
2: Sounds good, Jerry, take care, and enjoy your day.
7: You also, thank you. Thank
2: you. There he goes, Jerry Fitzgerald, over at the East Stratford Equity Barn. We've got more markets, looking at weather, and an alfalfa program. we got a busy day yet.
3: Agriculture. It's a Wisconsin way of life. Wax 104.5 and the Midwest Farm Report.
2: We're at 74 degrees right now in the Eau Claire Chippewa Falls Menominee area, looking at a sunny and breezy day with a high of 79 Tomorrow, sunny and seventy-eight. Wednesday, it says all sunshine and eighty-one. So beautiful week we're going to have. Let's take a look at the markets on the Chicago Board of Trade. We had your December corn up six at six seventy-one. December oats up twelve at four fourteen. November beans down fifteen cents to fourteen forty-six. October soybean meal down a dollar thirty to four thirty-two eighty a ton. December wheat down a nickel at seven ninety-nine. On the dairy side, barrel cheese up two to a dollar eighty-eight. Eighty-eight and a quarter, your blocks down two to $1.74. Your AA grade butter was up four and three quarter cent to three oh eight and a quarter, and your class three futures for August up two at twenty thirteen. September up twenty-three to twenty twenty-four, October up forty to twenty seventy-six, November up thirty-one to twenty-one sixty-two. December up thirty-seven cents to twenty-one sixty-five, and the markets were upward double digits through November of two thousand and twenty-three. Country elevators in the area. We've got Golden Plump in Arcadia at 675 for corn. Baldwin's at 662 and 1466. Durand and Mondovi are both at 657 and 1461. Elmwood's at 662 for corn, 1461 for beans. Fall Creek's at 642 and 1446. Osseo's at 667 and 1466. Elk Mount is at 677 and 1471. Sparta's at 658 and 1439. Ellsworth is at 642 for corn, 1446 for beans. Ethanol plants the area. Boysville's at 679. Stanley's at 677. New Richmond is at 672. So some another look at those markets for you this morning. And now we've got to head over and speak with Dr. Dan Undersander on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program.
1: Almost to Labor Day, and we know shortly after Labor Day, the choppers come out for the corn silage. Dan Undersander is with us on our next Grow Alfalfa Update program as we talk about the various forms of forage in Wisconsin And, uh, Dan, we know we planted 4 million acres to corn this year. A million going to go to corn silage, 3 million for grain, so it's a significant amount. What kind of do's and don'ts for the corn silage season do you have for us? Well,
9: again, Bob, the good news is that we've had a pretty good growing year for most of the crop as we had with our alfalfa. So farmers have a few options to consider. First, of course, we do want to harvest at the appropriate time. We do want to use a kernel processor. But think a little bit, too, about the quality of the silage that you want or need. What kind of quality did you get in the hay or haylage that you put up? If that's very good, then maybe you don't need as much uh, quality in the corn silage, and you would cut at a six-inch height for tonnage. On the other hand, if you've analyzed any of your hay or haylage and you're a little bit concerned about some of the quality that you might have for the dairy ration, then you can easily increase the quality of your corn silage just by raising the cutter height a little bit. We've done some studies where we've looked at going to 12 inches, for example. You will lose maybe 5% of the yield off of that. Remember, those lower portions of the stocks are the low-quality forage. They're low in protein, low in starches, and everything else. You lose some tonnage, but the quality gain is much greater and and can be of more value than the tonnage that you lost. So it's uh, worthwhile at this point, before you start cutting the corn silage, to think a little bit about what quality you currently have in your feeds. Maybe talk with your nutritionist. Decide on what quality you need for the corn silage portion. And then, again, remember, you can, to some degree, control the quality by the cutting height of that corn silage. And you can have higher quality if you need it, or you can have the full tonnage if, if that is your desire.
1: The season is close by. And again, take into account the quality of the forages you already put up as you cut your corn silage. Dan Undersander with some recommendations. Dan, our state forage specialist, on our next Grow Alfalfa update program.
2: Well, that's that. We're almost to 5 o'clock. we got about 5 and a little bit more minutes before the 6 o'clock hour. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) See, this is what happens. You know, Jill's got me all flustered. She's talking fencing, and she lost an anchor, and she's got her motor. So where do you buy a new anchor?
0: I'm not really sure. I haven't investigated it yet. Well,
2: don't you just go to a boat store?
0: Well, I'll probably just go to Farm and Fleet or Fleet Farm or something like
2: that. Well, there you go.
0: See? And you're going to get a good rope, too. Yeah, I suppose I better get a new rope. I would
2: get a new rope. I mean, unless you're going to go fishing for the rope, but... (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's going to be a beautiful day, so enjoy the day, and we will see you tomorrow.